0: It's exactly five months after uh, that we have seen in actions in the country and um, NFL NPFL um, fans and sport lovers in the country are waiting eagerly on the lmc the nfs and the federal government to announce the return of football in action in the country we really can't wait we hope in september october we can start seeing football in action live in the country once again on that note i want to say a very big thank you for always taking time to listen to the podcast it's always a pleasure to know that we are passing information to people out there mpfl lovers out there and football lovers generally out there and to give more information on exactly what's going on on the MPFL. If you're wondering what I'm talking about, this is the MPFL Tory Podcast. My name is Chris Emeyono, and you can follow me on social media for anything footballing and news and information at Chris Babatwins. That's K R I Z B A B A 2 2. So th- Today's guest is a special guest for me, uh, I call him Nigeria's Peter Dury, if, if you know what I'm talking about, he's, he's actually Nigeria's Peter Dury, I'll actually allow him to do his introduction himself, but I, I call him Nigeria Peter Dury, so you have the floor, tell us your name, tell us the club you support in the MPFL. the one, maybe you have one that you don't really support, and you don't really like in the NPSL, and what you do exactly, before I go on with the podcast.
1: Uh, yeah, My name is Thurston Holmes. Um... On Twitter, you can find me at PowerfulFJ. Um, I'm a sports journalist, I'm an architect, I'm a, a content writer, a copywriter. Um, I do commentary as well, match day commentary, match day analysis, and all that. And in the NPFL, my team is sadly not in the NPFL. We're currently in the MNL shooting staff. I, I just, I guess, I guess, right. So uh, that is the club, I'm sorry if I disappointed anyone (laughs) But uh, we have a project, project 2021 to be back in the Everything has come Uh, (laughs) But currently in the NTFL, if there's any team I... I, I support, well let's just say, um, I sympathize with the MFM football club. No, really? And, uh, yes, the, the club is also a special place for me. Um, my mom actually pastors in the church, so oh. it's uh, pretty much straightforward why I decided to, to have uh, an affinity for MFM football club. So that's the club that I support in the MFM. But the team that I really support, my Nigerian football club, the best club in the country, best club in the world, she thinks that's you Don't so they, they want yourself,
0: Best club, best club in the world, best club in the country. There's never one the title up to a Yumba.
1: Yeah, yeah, come on, come on. We, we know that the Yumba is the most successful club in Nigeria. Uh-oh. But I don't forget tradition in history, yeah? And that's true. <laughs> well, but don't let go into it. Don't <laughs> let go We don't want to bad, you know. The first club to do this, the first club to do that. I mean, how many Nigerian clubs have as much legend as shooting stars? Maybe Rangers, uh, apart from Rangers International. Shooting stars is the home of legends. We're you, talking about the likes of Sheboyan, and we're talking about the likes of Samuel Jebodin. Yeah, sure. About, you know, you're talking about Kabuka and Laosan. Who is the player? Who? Is- by the way, who's one the best Nigerian striker in this century?
0: Yeah, true, true.
1: Said I said it, you know, so, I mean, you're talking about legends, we, 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 we are, this is football heritage, mm-hmm. let me say like that, you know, and, and we're not, last title, how many clubs have won six Premier League titles? Six? Raise your hand, I'm pretty sure
0: only him, but I'm gonna be able to raise your hands and say successful So, what are we talking about? Come on, let's... so in your mind now, you've well, you you've you you been able to shut me up about three years. But well, don't worry, I will, I'll get back to you. Let respect, the let the NNL start
1: respect.
0: first. Respect, respect. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, in uh, you, your introduction, uh, you said so many things. The content writer, the keyboard writer. You're an architect. That that's that's new for me. I don't think I saw it in your bio when I checked. But then, how, how are you able to actually cope with all of these things? Uh, for me, I, I just feel it's actually so much for one person to actually cope with all of these things put together. So how, how how exactly do you cope with all of these things?
1: My brother is money that is making me draw all these things at the same time. My mom was <laughs> Until, uh, you have to, you know, provide and, and all that and that's the reason why I'm doing all that. So, you know, as long as the fact that you keep remembering, you keep thinking about it, the fact that you have to provide, then, you know, you just have to keep working. So basically, that's just the idea, keep working, keep doing stuff, creating know, content. And even though right now at the moment, it's more about, more. You know, um most of the things especially when it comes to sports media most of the work I do is for Bono but you know outside of that um the work that really um, kind of puts food on my table is the architecture, so right now I'm trying to diversify and do a lot of, you know, sports, mm. especially in sports media and see how we can change Nigerian football for good. Um, that is actually the goal, to change Nigerian football, Nigerian sports skills for good. It's, it's been too much of mediocrity for a long time and um, you kind of see that there are a lot of people with brilliant minds and needs who want to do things but are not being allowed to do it because of the mm. circumstances in which they find themselves, so mm. it's a little bit sad. On that front, and hopefully, um, you know, the landscape will begin to change, we're getting into a new decade, I really, really hope that people need to stop talking and start doing and I think it's more about the doing and more about the talking now, so, you know, enough of the talk, 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 it's a waste of time, Nigerians is very good at talking. Yeah, we're very- but execution
0: is a problem. Okay, so let's go straight into the podcast. Um, there's so much to talk about, uh, currently in the MPFL, yes there's no action going on on the field of play but then um, for 5th we have the transfer talks um, in the MPFL currently. Choir United, APF Warriors, Wikitare's are uh, the 3 most active clubs in the transfer market at this season. Uh, APF Warriors have got about 6 players already with a new coach. Wikitare's have, have about 7 or 8 players already, Choir United also have about 5, 6, 7 players as well, bringing in new players. And Takada Sunshine are the ones exactly not doing so well in the transfer market. In fact, they sold almost all of their scores and it just pitted them um, going into the new season. But then I don't really want to talk about the transfer market for now. Let's talk about the MPFL, Nigerian club, and social media. This is an aspect where um, Nigerian clubs are really, really lacking behind. With, yes, we have. Some clubs on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, but they're not really active. Some do even have social media accounts. So the ones they want to have, they post probably in five days, four days. Compared to our European counterparts, where there's always something to show on social media daily. They always have news to actually give to fans. They, they have, videos. They have so many things, content to always put on social media on a daily basis. But in Nigeria it's difficult case in terms. what exactly uh, even when I checked about we have over a thousand followers. Mm-hmm. On, on on Twitter, That's just on Twitter. Uh, you can imagine when an individual has about uh, over a thousand followers. Like some of our clubs don't uh, even have up to two thousand. Respect to some some those that have over six thousand neighbors or over eighteen they also have a very good number. i be worried about over six thousand. But that's just a few out of 20 clubs or more than 20 clubs that we have in the country. So what exactly should Nigerian clubs do with
1: social media. Um, i, I You see, uh, I have to be honest with you. I, 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 don't think there's anything I can say about it. Um, I really did put out an article some days ago, and he was talking about how you know, um, Nigerian clubs are social media. I think there is a way that social media is perceived, and there's a way these things are done. We have to understand the peculiarities of the environment in which we're here. This is not the UK. This is not South Africa. This is not Ghana. This is not. Um, um, the US, where people, a lot of the, uh, the people there are social media savvy and at the snap of their fingers have, have got great access to the internet and can quickly, you know, follow the club's page or, you know, in terms of um, engagement, it's, it's it's not it's not the same. Thing. The scope is different, yeah. And what is actually a little bit disappointing is the fact that the clubs are not taking this thing very serious. Um, let me start by saying this. and I'm going to use. Now, as a case study, Um, Ghana really have endured uh, a terrible uh, time in their football over the past three years. uh, The league was suspended for a year, thereabouts, you know, and and there was no football action in the league. And then the league is going to resume, the league is returning, and then you go and check the number of followers on. Uh, you know, in, in the Ghanaian Premier League and you're checking the averages and you're shaking your head and you're wondering, this is a league that just came out last oh, year. You look at the likes of legion cities who just come off the ground and then you're looking at it relatively to Asante protocol, you're looking at it to Accra of you're looking relatively to Berk and Chelsea, you're looking at it relatively to Liberty professionals and and some of the other clubs and and you're looking and you're comparing it to the Nigerian landscape and it's quite sad that there is no Nigerian football club that has reached 100,000 followers on Twitter. There is no Nigerian football club that has reached north of 10,000 followers on Instagram. There's there's no Nigerian football club that is really punching above its place in social media. And yeah, let me say this, you you look at the the Ghanaian and to return, the return of football came because of media engagement and that's just the reality. Media engagement was what drove the return of the Ghanaian you see the um, the, uh, the big guys in the Guinean, you know, the Guinean media industry driving the news, driving the engagement. And of course, most of the people that were appointed in the media offices were people who were, uh, who were also big in the media industry. Some of them, yes, young talent. And I think they kind of diversified in the field, looked at the big boys and they looked at the talent too, who they knew could do very well. I know a couple of media offices in Ghana. And that's why I'm saying this. And, you know, they were able to do it across both. And in the end, when, it, when when everything was to come together, when, when the league was going to return, there was a lot of public investment, you know, a private investment in the league, and, and, and a lot of people took interest. For those who do not know, uh, Asamojian is, is a Ghanaian legend. This is a man who missed the penalty, that's what a lot of people remember about Asamojian. Yeah, at the World Cup. He's, yeah, yeah, he's, he's invested in the Phobians Asante Kotoko, he's invested in that team. He's so much invested that he's, he's already got uh, he's got a, a, a water line at the football club he's got a water factory of some sort that, that supplies the football club he also has got investment in the football club and you can imagine that if, if an ex international is doing something like that mm. investing it's because there's value there and the, the value that's been attached has come from the fact that people see that oh, these people are serious and and you can see the media involvement it's look there is no game saying now the only, the only thing i i still stand on it but the only thing that can fix our football apart from apart from the the administrators' is perception of the media, that's just it. perception of the media, what the media has seen it as. And, you know, um, I, I, I go back to what um, uh, my dear uncle China Chiru said some, some, some days ago in one of his, his pieces I read, he, he said, look, the moment Nigerian football started focusing a lot on the negatives and started abandoning the positives, the football went into a dissent and, and people just, things just kept getting worse and worse and worse. And, uh, the reportage was tacky and yes look the clubs have their fault everyone has got their fault but I think the media offices themselves in an inability to drive a narrative that you know tells the story in the most authentic way are the biggest culprit and the truth is the only way you can do that is a media officer is look mm-hmm. tell your fellow professionals look we know that our bosses are terrible people they're not doing well but let's do the small thing in our own little way ask many of those football clubs like, I I mean I spoke with 20 media offices only one of them responded uh, uh, and here was me trying to, you know, help the, the, this media officer and say, look, going into the new season, let's do this. Let's, let's have a Wikipedia page for all the players. Let's, you know, let's, um, uh, for, for all the clubs, you know, updated on, on Wikipedia. Let's let's create a database of some sort that has the clubs, all the players, everybody there. Let's have a media day. Let's interact. Let's, let's produce a lot of content. Content is wasting here yeah. And you know, what I get in return is no response, only one person responding. It tells you that it's more a people problem than a system problem because it's the people that actually become the system and, yeah. and it's quite disappointing that you know the, 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 the media office is not seeing it from that point yes we understand that you have to say yes to what your boss says you have to but you know it is also in your place to be able to enlighten people as well and say look as much as, as, much as this is a problem yes we, we also can drive this narrative and, and, and sell this story But you know, just like I said much earlier, it's all about perception, and if we're not ready for that game yet, I think we're still a long way to develop
0: Yeah, very, very long way. I I was actually listening to the first X-Men podcast, uh, by um, hosted by Rotimi that's another podcast you need to get on if you're a football lover you get a lot of information from that particular podcast and he was actually interviewing um, a very known um, person when it comes to social media at football and from the exact words they had picked from, from that podcast, he said social media is only seen as a news distribution channel in Africa, generally. And even in Nigeria, we, we don't even use it for the news information. We, we, ju- we, just, we just use it based on, we just want to post pictures, or probably a match days. we just post a thing at least 30 minutes before the matches. That's what we, Nigerian local to, to do. And to so even note that, um, the funny part is, the most followed club in Africa on social media is not even in Egypt, it's not in Ghana, it's not in Algeria, where in Morocco, where we have uh, sort of um, South Africa or South Africa where we have the sort of organized league. It's actually in Tanzania so it, it, it shows that the Nigerian clubs and social media we actually have a long way to go if we are to eat. Like you said, not Nigerian clubs are, uh, the Nigerian club have 100,000 100, followers on social media and it's really sad because we have the population, we have people that actually have concepts, we have people that actually have this knowledge but we're not using it well so it's really sad to see that we're still where we had 30 years, 20 years ago, still the same old story
1: entirely. Yeah, you know, um, just like you said, in terms of the, the most valued club, you're talking about the likes of Simba and Yanga. And, um uh, see, let, let me be honest here, and, and what is disappointing is that, yes, I understand that these this clubs have passion, but the reality is, I mean, for a country of, 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 of over 200 million people where everybody's a football coach, I mean, it's quite disappointing that, that, that you cannot coach the best out of the league, mm. I mean. The, the small things need to be done right. And here is it, look, you Pep Guardiola said something, and that is what I'm going to stick with. And, 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 you know, he says, look, genius is by doing the simplest of things, the most basic things. Do every simple thing and do it right. If you consistently do the simple things right, look, you will be, become the best. And that is the mantra that, that I've begun to, 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 to walk by. But let's begin to do the simple things right. Let, let's, let's get the simple things, let's, let's get the basic things done. You know, it's, it's it's not difficult, but the, the truth is, again, you look at the fact that personal interest, selfish interest, also comes into into the fore at this point. And, and just like I said, look, I, I'm not going to buy a Nigerian football club's jersey. Who's got the name and blaze on the front? I'm never going to do that. It's, it's an insult. It's a slap. You don't need to tell anybody that, look, no, this is my name. These are the smallest things that actually do matter. You, you don't need to tell us So we're happy warriors. warriors. The problem right here is the problem of the lack of identity. And you look at that in, uh, compared to Simba, compared to Yanga. Y- y- Yanga is actually called Young Africans, but they decided to to, to, you know, to shorten it or call it y- Yanga because, you know, for the sake of the locals there, to more. Most of them didn't speak English, and then, okay, they said, okay, in, in, in the local dialect, we call them Nyanga, and you know it's, it's, it's played an important part. Simba, Nyanga, the two biggest clubs in Tanzania, and if you look at Tanzanian football, the, the biggest sponsors and the biggest cheerleaders there are Zam TV, Zam is... Is, is, is the media house in Tanzania. Mm. You know, it calls into question once again what our media houses are doing here. Basically, you can say, yes, there's a bit of sports washing that goes on, but but, but look, every country's got one thing or the other that's going through. But yeah, you sure. Look at Rwanda once again, you look at the fact that Rwanda are trying to, yes, they, we know they went out and they, they, they went out to visit Rwanda to Arsenal, why did they stay at home and, and do it for the likes of APR. That's what they're doing. They're, they're engaging fans and they're engaging people so that people can come into Rwanda when they visit Rwanda, people are asking, okay, what's, what's about the football in Rwanda? Then they begin to tell them about the football clubs in Rwanda. And, and what people don't know is there are a million ways to unlock football. Not everyone does it in the same way. Go to Congo, the DRC. There's only two clubs that everyone knows in the Linafoot, but but you can imagine the power of those two clubs with the likes of TP Mazembe and Airs Vita Club. And you look at the kind of you know traffic and the kind of reputation that these two clubs have already built and they've done it for the rest of the league. you also go away from the DRC, going to Zambia, and look at what's been done by Zanaco, and Desco, and ButeCon and Napsa, and and and, 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 in Ghana, and Forest Rangers and you're looking at it and say, okay, and, and you go to Kenya as well, and you see that um, the likes of Gormaia, these are clubs that, that they will sell out their jerseys. I mean, um, I was speaking with one of the owners of um, uh, the private football clubs in Nigeria some days ago, about sponsorship and about getting room to to sponsor you know to, to make the jerseys and and he was saying the, the caveat that Umbro laid down was that you have to sell 2000 uh, football club jerseys and, and you see that go Maya, the likes of super parker the likes of uh, these this clubs in, in uh, the Kenya, the, um, these clubs in Kenya, they're selling out this jersey and they get sponsorships sponsorship from Sport PESA, they're, they get investments from even a Nigerian company as well. It tells you that if private investors are taking the money away from Nigeria and taking it to Kenya, yeah, it, it's, it's quite disappointing and, and it's quite you know, sad that we're not doing something right. And you, you go to South Africa as well, you look at the engagements. The peculiar times in which we are have made social media engagement and social media interaction a primary... A source of so, source of connection for, for for football clubs, and it's quite sad that in Nigeria that we don't have that. I mean, you, you can imagine that a Nigerian football club, the only thing they do or tweet is when it's time for a birthday, when it's time for um, a, a public on holiday. Well, I mean, just those two things. If a festivity, if a festivity takes with the fans. Yeah, yeah. There's no hype. There's no build-up. There's no. Uh, you know, probably when there's only an official announcement, that's when they come out and you see them tweeting, or you see them using the Facebook. It's very disappointing. When you see Nigerian football club. It's only in Nigeria that a football club has about three different accounts. I mean, it's, it's only in Nigeria and and it's quite ridiculous. What people need to realize now is that unless we, we as a media as well, I mean, the media offices, unless they realize the power that's in their hands and how much they can use it. Look, in Nigeria today, in front of the big part of the social media sphere. you have to connect by them, that's just the reality. Whether you like it or not, and that's why I don't really talk too much when people are talking about the fact that uh, football football enterprises or betting or sporting companies are giving their gigs to to, uh, influencers, secular influencers that don't know anything about football. I'm not going to blame them because, I mean, those in the media sphere are not doing enough to, to, uh, those in the sports media sphere are not doing enough to get themselves out, I mean. Ask yourself, how many Nigerian, Nigerian sports journalists are actually seeing as, you know, have actually done enough to put the Nigerian league out there? The good ones, the, the ones that have got a massive following, don't really focus on the league. It's just you know, just talk about it with a swat of an eyelid. You know, they they feel that the problem is, is in the administrators and not just you know the, the normal people as human beings. Look, I'm I'm not I'm not saying I'm I'm saying to anything, but have we made concerted efforts? Look, you cannot do it once and say okay, yes, I've done it once and it's okay. I'm not going to do anything again. There are some things we can handle. The media narrative is one thing we can handle and and. The the truth is, if we cannot handle the media narrative and do well, then something is very wrong with, with, you know, with our football, uh, fundamentally. Because if the media drives the narrative and makes people... See the flaws of the administrators, then they will be left
0: with no choice than, than to act. It's really a long stone throw for Nigerian clubs and social media, if you ask me. Uh, we're, we're watching, um, um uh, we're watching a game in South Africa. I can't remember. I think Mamoulou Sandel, the first game of the Absa Premiership, when resumed last week. I can't remember exactly. I think Mamuolu Sandel or all little pirates. And we get on Twitter that um, when we Nigerian football so they get to that level. It's, it's really a massive gap left. We're left behind, and it's, and it's just sad that even with the population, the talent and the content that we have in the country, we're really, really, really still lacking behind in the NBA. So, but we'll get there someday. We're still talking about lacking behind. I, I saw a list of um, uh, uh, players. i much the worst in africa and um a certain nigerian i, I, I would say like, kudos to the egyptian league they have i think they have about six seven players who are actually most in africa that's african players that play in africa and a certain nigerian that plays in egypt junior ajayi is worth. he's also on the list i think he made the top 10. he, he worth about 2.9 million dollars that's how much junior ajayi was in the egyptian premier league that's a nigerian in Egypt. Now, in Nigeria, I don't even think we have statistics for such. I, I don't even know who, who is the um, most valued player in the NBFL. I, I can't even replace really it. It was recently that I was getting to know that um, Aimba's goalkeeper, I felt okay, Sir Philos, I felt okay, he's earning about 800,000 naira per month. And Evers United is actually even offering him 1.2 million naira per month for him to move to Evers United. So, what were Nigerian clubs? Apart from talking about social media now, this I know that this is another, another contest that is actually missing in the NPL where we will actually be able to actually put these things to paper, mm. and everyone will be able to know that Nigerian players are worth and value.
1: Of this amount see Chris I'm not gonna I'm not gonna we're not gonna drag this issue too much I mean it's gonna be a waste of time if we keep talking about the fact that Nigeria is not yet ready um I'd say it in the words of O'Glanga media he uh, says it is not yet ready for information like that to, to go out you know we understand how much of the problem that, just like I said we have to understand the peculiarity of the of the environment I mean this is the first time that a player's salary found be corrective is actually been spelled out in in the, in the public. Yeah, this this is even the first time we've seen
0: clubs announce that they've got a new player, and they're saying, are oh, the player has signed for five years, the player has signed six years, the player has signed four years." This is actually the first time in the L P F transfer window that I know of that clubs are announcing it. So it's it's really, I think, I think it's it's a stepping stone for us. I think.
1: Yeah, 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 no. Some clubs have always done it before. I mean, the likes of Inimba have always been professional about the contracts. The same thing with MFM. At I least mean, I know those two clubs very well. Um, the likes of Caterpillars has always been a professional contract. It's not, it depends on the player whether he wants a rolling contract, or whether he wants a two year contract, or a three year contract. But it's not always being announced. It's good that it's, it's now going hand in the media. And just like I said, a few things can. They still have to be on hold, and that's things like transfer fees, and, and you're talking about the, the likes of, of, of wages that a player will earn at a club. These things will still remain, you know, um, will not be talked about for long. And the reason why they wouldn't be talked about it is, is simply because, you know, we understand the, the peculiarity of the environment in which we're we in. Look, I, I, I'm, I'm not going to talk too much. You go to South Africa as well, and you, you don't... You, uh, for, for um security reasons, the players' wages are not always disclosed as well. But you know, it's a little bit more professional because you know that the players move from this club to this club, and that um, you know, in terms of uh, um, a chance of fees, there's a little bit of a modality there, even though it's not always publicly announced. It was only recently that Dean auto who's moved from fixed bids to Orlando Pirates, that is his wages announced, the same thing, in terms of Lionel Latroyo, you know, he's just recently had his, his wages announced, Pac-9 um, will also have his wages announced when he moves to a new club, uh, and the reason why it is being done like that is because the will seems to exist, so I think they just decided, no, we, we won't exist anymore, so let's just, speak, let's just talk about the amount that these players will cost and, and, and move on with it, because when the club will cease to exist and you now have a new club in Takuma, Ta Mazavila, TTM, that's what they call them. And uh, that's the name of the new club that will be by Big Bits super and I think Big Best will cease to exist. And it's okay, let's, just, let's let's put out this, this information so that the world can go. So basically, the idea here is, is, you know, they're putting it out, and, and you always know. People are comparing that to, uh, relatively to Nigeria, and just like I said, look, the only thing that um, in South Africa, the most expensive player in the PSL history, the only thing that is sure is everyone knows his When it was time for the move, get the drummed up the height of the move, and everyone said, look, it's the biggest deal in South African football. Uh, there were no specifics, but there were regions, and and I think that is one thing that could help in terms of you know if if we have a player that will make that kind of move, maybe um, the most expensive Nigerian football club move in the NPFL transfer window, I mean. You, you, you look at it, but if there's a possibility that they come of that like, kind of move, maybe somebody gets rid of it win the look we year, that's going to be the most expensive team ever. So maybe until we get to that level, but the, the reality is Nigerian players actually earning a lot of money in the international football league. it's been in, you know, in the nerd for a while. But come on, it's, it's, it's something that, that that things are getting better. I mean, now that uh, we know that uh, the ISN is in the league I mean, uh, are handling better about about. 800,000 Naira to a million a month, which is all, almost equivalent to 250,000 Naira. Mm. And, you know, the Naira is not equivalent to the dollar, but you, you can imagine when you say that, okay, that is, we have our own uh, uh, Tony Martial, we have our own Daphne we, we have our own, you know, uh, players who earn peak wages per week, if you convert that to a weekly wage as well. Yeah, so, sure. I mean, it does make a lot of sense but you know you cannot say that because of the peculiarity of the environment it will be targets for for gentlemen of the road so yes i I pretty much understand that that is not being done and then and you know pretty much straightforward and look we cannot drop the gun we have to go step by step the time is going to come that you know all those kind of information nobody will be afraid to put put it out in the public but uh, as far as Nigeria is concerned we're not ready because there's a lot of, you know, things going in, going down, on the, you know, underneath. Even in terms of transfer fees. I mean, that's one thing that people need to know. Mm-hmm. So most of the transfers are not quoted, but some of them are transfer fees. Uh, if you're going to have to deal with a club like in Limbaix, uh, MFM, you're dealing with clubs like uh, Rivers United. You're, you're dealing with clubs like uh, like Cano Killers or Obi Stars. You have to pay transfer fees because these clubs are uh, they run based on contractual basis. They, they pay the players, the players sign contracts, and when the players refuse to renew the contract, you know, um, the club sit down, and negotiate again. There's a player in currently, who has run down his contract, and is trying to wait and see if he can get a, a, a move abroad. If he doesn't, he will extend the club. So I mean, those things happen as well. I mean, and, and the players are on, on seriously, you know, high wages. So it's pretty much understandable that look, some things need to change. But we're moving gradually. We cannot just run the ground. And I think the media really has a role to play. That no. That's why I say people like. Um, um ronda andrew you have to give him respect people who understand the profession people who know how difficult it is for them to, to do what to uh to, to strike a balance you were telling a story earlier on that look a player just moved and hey, brother I, I cannot you know you cannot take this you, you cannot say the amount that i pay, that, that they paid for me and the amount i'll be earning these for security reasons and yeah, he was, torn, torn in between you know, his friendship with, with, with the player and, and, his, and his profession. And and that's why I say these are people who understand the job. You know, the likes of Brian Andrew, the likes of Adipoji Tobi Sama, you know, uh, the likes of... Trainer. Um, um, mm-hmm. These are people who understand the league and who know how it's going. And look, they're doing their best to promote the league and run target and, and put it out in the limelight as well as you, as well as Shegun as well, you know. These are people who are doing the job, the likes of um, of Gabby uh, Dudu, you know, these are people that, you know, they're interested in the likes of uh, Undisputed J. Sam as well. These are people who are doing their best to, to put the league outside and make up running. They're trying to put the league in a good life. And if you can imagine those men, and you have men like that as media officers, you can imagine what you will do for their clubs, the way they will be able to drive narratives for their clubs, and put the, the club on the map and if possible even generate funds and income from the club but it's quite dis- you know for the club via social media but it's quite disappointing what we have now.
0: yeah it's quite disappointing what we have but we are hoping that we will actually get to that place that we actually want to get to talking about uh, those that are really doing well at uh, the next episode of the mpfl sorry podcast is going to be with uh, rand uh, rand, uh Andrew, and, and he actually would explain a lot of things and his experience in the MPFL and sport journalism in Nigeria, and this is still the MPFL Story podcast. My name is Chris Emeyonu. You can find me on social media at chrisbaba 22 That's K R I Z B A B A B A T two. And my guest is actually Tosin Holmes, and you can find him on social media as well as Powerful FJ. Uh, he's got lots of content, good content when it comes to sports and football, both local and foreign content. He has on his uh, on his social media handles, and just in case. You're wondering, because he's been mentioning so many African countries, Um, African club sides. like you spoke about DRC Congo, spoke about Zambia, spoke about Kenya, spoke about South Africa, spoke about Ghana. Just to to be sure, uh, tosa, where exactly are you at the moment? Ah,
1: I'm in Lagos, in Nigeria. I'm in Lagos, in Nigeria. In a, in a village that is closer to Open State that, 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 than to Lagos so I mean, <laughs> uh, you, you pretty much understand I'm so, in mean, a village that is closer to Open State so I need somebody to help me elevate and get my money up so I can move into Lagos I mean, move into Lagos Island so, so, it's you, important. If, if,
0: you're, so if you're listening to this podcast Tosin is actually looking for Anon to upgrade him from living in the village so you can help him please
1: Yes, like, I know I you with me, I, I'm
0: <laughs> <interested>. <laughs> Okay, this is still the MPF Victoria podcast, and let's move away from the MPF for a little bit. I, I saw an article, an article rather, from you uh, some weeks ago about women's football and the rise of women's football in North Africa. I, I saw the article and, and I was really talking to myself like, when eventually the cup women's championship start, will Nigerian clubs be able to cup is
1: that particular competition? Uh, Luke, I have to be honest with you, see, I, I um... Big ups to the N W F L and the rebrand. Look at the problem that I have with Nigerian society when we were very good at, you know, at talking, just like I said. we were very good at saying all the good things that everyone wants to hear. We have, you know, marketers in Nigerian football. That's who we've got. We've got a lot of marketers. People who can speak for genuine and do do it very well. And that is good. I'm not saying it's not good, but by the time the Nigerian the cap women start really being, I'm, I'm beginning to imagine There is a Nigerian football club that is still owing its players after promises upon promises from the governor that he would pay. I mean, it's it's, it's disappointing. And by the time the competition starts, it begins to talk about, you know, logistics, the the, the travel, how will the girls be taken care of. I think Nigerian football is not taking Nigerian female football um, seriously. And until we, we begin to do that, I think, you know, um, I have to be honest with you, until we, we decide to begin to take it seriously, pretty much, uh, you know, our team, that step has been taken in terms of development and in terms of you look at the recent FIFA football funds that was released. And despite the clear statements that were made by FIFA, we saw the amount that was allocated to female football there. and... You're beginning to ask yourself if these female footballers will get what they really deserve. I think we need to start treating our female footballers with a little bit more respect. You look at the under-20 team, the under-17 team as well, and you see that there's not so much respect for them. And until we start doing that, and you know, you look at the Super Falcons as well, there's not so much respect. I think until we start valuing and we have a blueprint that 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 involves in detailed development of female football. The advantage we had was that when female football came into the African continent, we, we have shared strength and shared power and shared determination. And it's more about individual being and individual desire to succeed. That's why Nigeria's got the reputation it's gotten in, in female football today. And that is a huge kudos to the kind of women we are because we are strong women in Nigeria and that is just simply the reason why women's football is floating to the case. Take you know, make no mistake, it's more about individual contributions and not about the has come from the NFF or come from and I'm saying this affirmatively or from, you know, Nigerian football family. We have people who have, you know, invested the time, people who have channeled a lot of energy into making sure that look, this this team goes out. I mean there's there's basically no plan. I and mean, that's Morocco, Tunisia, Algeria, Egypt South Africa, Ghana, the developing templates in terms, look, we're taking female football serious, because they can see what is happening in the US, they can see what's happening in Germany, in the Netherlands, they can see what's happening in Sweden, and England, I mean they, they, in, in a few years, I mean take it from me, in the first five editions maybe a Nigerian club will win the first two but after then, it will be absolute carnage, it will be very difficult to see a Nigerian club getting into the semi-finals, because um, as time goes on, when these teams continue to develop, they've got the ability to attract the stats and when they do that, our girls will move to Egypt, our girls will move to Tunisia, our girls will move to, to, to Algeria. They will get paid there better. They will get treated there better. And, you know, the league is more run, is better run there. And you will not be surprised to see that Nigerians are the ones forming the backbone of football development, a female football development in North Africa, in South Africa as well. You know what I mean? It's only a matter of time. Just like I said, I don't see beyond the first two two editions or first three editions in most. I do not see my dream club. After the first three editions, I don't see my dream club going far because after the first edition, you will see the mass exodus of players who will move.
0: You know, it's really sad because you, know, you just mentioned that after the first two editions, and I was actually trying to compare that with. Um, the football side of it, um, the male side of it rather. And Ayumba, since Ayumba won it in 2003 and 2004, back to back, if I'm not mistaken, uh, the at the your Club have been able to win the Calf Competitions Club or the cup Champions League. The list that we got will be um, the ones that got to the semi-finals and since then, the highest we can go is, we've gone so far will be the quarter-finals, if I'm not mistaken as well. So it's really sad to see that we get to a stage we can't keep up with the levels and we just drop drastically to the ground, and we can't just keep up with the other countries on the continent. So it's really sad. I just hope that whenever the women's champions, they actually start the women's football club sides in Nigeria, can actually keep up with the pace and actually be able to use that as a stepping stone of development uh, of women's football in the country. What? Well, so, with, with the women's football, I, ha- I was talking to um, Mollat in one of my episodes on the podcast and, and I, was, I, actually, I actually asked her on um, how this club says we'll be able to cope financially when the for Women's Championship starts She get some points, but then looking at it again, we see a male club most club sides having issues when it comes to travelling away for away games. Wouldn't, wouldn't the women also have the same issues when the time comes?
1: Yes, that's why I said, Luke, it's going to be very difficult. I mean, there is no template. I, don't, I, I have to be honest with you, I'm really afraid for Nigerian football clubs, Nigerian professional football clubs, in quotes, because in the next five years, if we continue like this, I mean, I'm afraid for where the football, the, the, the teams will be because, I mean, the only love that Nigerian football has got is the abundance of talent and the fact that people will continue to want to play football. And people see football as an escape route, so they want to play football. The level of unemployment is high. Football isn't out, you know, because if they play football, they won't join gangs. They won't, you know, they won't meet with the wrong crowd. And that's the only love that we have because of the fact that Football is, is, is an out. So, you know, rather than you join guys rather than you do yeah. this and do that. mean that's the only advantage. Apart from that, I mean, it's quite mm-hmm. sad that you look at night football and there is no actually I have to be honest with you. I don't know how. Maybe the NWFL will actually support the clubs, in, you know, in terms of when it comes to travelling. I mean, uh, there, apart from the private clubs, who I know that, okay, to an extent, are uh, responsible, the, the state-owned clubs are in serious trouble. So you can imagine a club like River's Rivers Angels. I mean, it would be maybe apart from River's Angels. I, 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 I'm I, I'm, a little bit, you know, I, I have to be honest, I, I don't know what to say in that regard because I'm a little bit scared. Scared because I don't know what will become of the girls and what will become of the, of the league. So, you know, pretty much... Uh, you, you have to ask yourself what will happen in the long run when the players cannot travel will they be walked over in terms of welfare what if they eventually get there they travel by roads or something and, and they get there maybe a day before the game will they be mentally prepared for the game you know, Nigeria is the home of chaos and, and, and just like um, um, one of my favorite or musicians Josie or the Engine says he says look in a city of chaos you know there's, there's there's an opportunity for romance as well. I mean, in Nigerian football, we always find a way. And that's because we always dig deep and, you know, there's that inner strength, I have to be honest. And that's one of the good things about being a Nigerian. That's why I'm proud to be a Nigerian. Mm. Because there's that inner strength. People always dig deep and find, you know, energy to play. But I actually don't see, I don't see any, any, uh, any, any positives in terms of preparation for games? I mean, right now, when it comes to travel, you know, the only clubs that I know that yes are doing well at that are the clubs that are the clubs that you always find in the top four. Top 5 look, whether we accept it or not, there's already an established elite in Nigerian football, and they're the ones that will always make the top four, top five in Nigerian football. You talk about the likes of inimba the likes of Lobi Stars, the likes of Rivers United, the likes of the likes of uh, Rangers. I mean, these clubs, Cano these are the clubs that. You always find in and around the type race. You, you always find, find them fighting for the continental slots. Why? Because they're well organized in, in, in some things. Aqua United as well, you know? You see them always doing the, the, the right things. They are There's already an accurate organization, especially in Yimba. The players fly as 22, you know, and then they, they're in the right frame of mind to play the pictures and, and their cars. The only time when there's a glitch here or there, that's when you know, it affects the performance of the players. So, I mean, maybe apart from, I want to say maybe apart from Rangers Angels, maybe, maybe I, I don't know, maybe apart from them, But for for the rest of the NWFA, I don't see any club that will be that is will be that will be game because just like Mola said, I mean, I'm afraid. I'm seriously afraid because the girls are not being treated well. So what is the catch in that? In that, set? and I think that's when the girls will look at it and say, maybe it's time for me to leave. and and, and that's just. Most of them are looking for that opportunity. It's just because um, the only opportunity they've had has been to move to Europe soon. We will have a lot of girls playing in Egypt, yeah. a lot of girls playing in, in the DRC, in South Africa. Watch out for South Africa, especially Mamaliki Sundowns women, the Chiefs women. These people are coming, and when they come, we will be really afraid. <laughs> And I'm sorry, the end of UFL project might even have crash landed before it even starts.
0: That's, that's a serious one. And, and The reason why I keep asking this question is because when I saw the statement from CAF, I actually felt the, the reason I came to my head was how will the Nigerian women clubs be able to go for away games? Because I know how hard Nigerian male clubs the NBA clubs find it so difficult to travel when it comes to the games so now on the women's side who are even always not so respected like you said, it's really going to be difficult and just to chip in, we'll just talk about salaries and the Nigerian club side but just to chip, in, chip this in, but pelican stars are still being owed about 14 months salary leaving someone as that right now and they're still yet to be paid so there's a lot of problems in the NWSL even without a football being kicked all through last season, but let's move away from the NWFL. Let's go back to the MPFL and talk about um, a little bit of next season. It's gonna be a fire for fire next season, if you ask me, because we have a lot on our hands for next season. I'm, I'm talking particularly about the coaches yeah. for next season. We have, I think, for in a very long time, we have a list of experienced, hard working, dedicated coaches. And the MPFL for next season, and I made a list of a few that actually want talk about Teddy Boboe at Aqua United, Salisu Yusuf is with Enugu Rangers, Ben Garavote is with Lobi Stars, uh, Stanley Guma, the longest-serving coach in the MPFL to reverse United, Imama Makabu uh, makes the return, makes the return with Abia Warrior, after Makaba is with Plateau United, and Fatire Shaw is with Ayimba for next season. We have about this is about two world seasons. Gajula, Cup against the Wenger, or against the Ferguson era, so uh, how, how
1: you? How do you
0: uh, would you think next season will be with all of these coaches uh, in, in the dogouts for MPFL clubs for next season?
1: Yeah, look, I'm looking forward to the next season because of the, some of the signings that I'm seeing. Uh, I'm looking forward to a back. Avia Warriors, and I'm sorry to say these, I mean, if they don't get a continental ticket, it's going to be criminal, because... I mean, and this is is simply because they have to perform in the field of play. They are bringing in players, players with reputation, players with experience, players who are proven winners. When you're bringing in players like that, you have a coach who is a proven winner as well. You have to let the coach work. You have to give the coach the free range to handle the, the team. To you know, and if the the coach then fails that way, then okay, we can say okay, yes, he's first. But look, they have to they have to succeed. It's not a matter of whether they have to win the Federations Cup or the AITO Cup, sorry, or whether they have to win the NPFS or oh, they're finishing the top three. Look, they have to get a Continental with the signings they're making. They're making top-quality signings, and they have to be that jump. this past season. They're finishing the bottom half of the table when the, you know, when the bottom half of the table when the league was cancelled, They are making serious statements, and, and they're telling Inyemba, I think the Derby defeat has really opened their eyes, and they've looked at it and said, we're not going to do this again. We're not going to be related by Inyemba again. We are not going to be known as the other club in, in Abia State again. We we want to be known as as a force to reckon with, and I think it's good for the people of of who, who already have been feeling like okay, they, they're the second club, they're the other club in in in, Yimba, in, in, in Abia State. I mean, we are really. I'm, I'm looking forward to those games next season. If possible, I will make I will make sure that I, I make the way to to Umaya to watch uh, and about to watch the two legs because. I'm telling you that it's going to be a blockbuster derby to look forward to next season. Uh, this is a derby that is, you know, if in terms of Nigerian media for Dragon House, is, is serving up to be some sort of a Manchester United or Manchester City or Liverpool and everything sort of thing, you know. Uh, or Milan and uh, Inter Milan and AC Milan I mean or Blue guys the fact that there's some sort of um, uh, the right between uh, Real Madrid and Atletico de Madrid you've got Real Madrid, Real Madrid, Real Madrid successful club that's in Yimba and then you've got Atletico Madrid in, in the more of Abbey Warriors which are am today so yeah, yeah so, I mean, I'm mean, i looking forward to that particular derby you have got two great coaches there um, you know Pataya uh, uh, Shoa and and um, and, and Mama and of course you know that the Mama is a genius forget about what happened with the I have yeah. uh, to be honest you know I, I was a little bit disappointed and got it for him I think the players did not come to the fore and they did not really you know uh, you know, they do not. Uh, uh, they, they sort of betrayed the, 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 the manager's work, uh, and this is. And this is. This is despite me not really. A, I, I'm not really a fan of the man, but I think he's a good manager. Obtaining the continental tickets next season. I mean, they're making the most statements of signings. One player, very important that they've got, and I think he's. Would have been the face of a Is the face. I mean, if my like, tennis football was well run, it's Femi he's a, a great player, uh, a good contributor, a press in front, he's a warrior. And then they've got him, and then you've got a couple of other good players as well. I mean, and they've got a great coach in in Usman Abdallah. They've got a fantastic pitch as well. It's a pitch where you always want to play. It's great. And you also go to... And you cannot talk about it without know, talking about Quara United and after that before, and, and mm. they, you look at the players that they're bringing in as well, and the fact that they've, they've gone big, I mean, they've gone the biggest. One you like you to know the biggest news I've talked has is the signature of Delia Inuga, who's returned to the club in Illinois, and, you know, after a long time in Europe, and he's saying, you he wants to change the narrative this is a big big Nigerian professional football league we're looking forward to if things are done right if, if the correct narratives are pushed i mean i'm just hopeful like pray god provide to me if i get a camera it's something that i'm hoping to do to have a media day i mean go to each and every club before the league season starts and we have a media day and we speak to some of the players and, and know how to feel when they launch their jerseys and everything and you know do some sort of profiling on each nigerian football club it's, it's, it's a wish that I really have and, you know, if any sponsor is listening, this is something that we want to carry out. We also portray um, the league in a good light and really, 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 really want the best of the National Professional Football League, I think, on the field of play next season. The, the action is going to be interesting. The only thing we're pleading with is for the LMC to stab their authority pitches that are not good should not be should not be allowed. You mean you go to some pitches and you're shaking your head. This is not a place where football should be played. Mm. Players do not play the best of football on this field. So you know, I'm looking forward to next season and here is me sticking out my neck already. I already have the three teams I think to get the Continental ticket.
0: Oh really? Okay let's have let's have so,
1: People would say that oh, it's too early, but come on, it's, it's a prediction. That's what's a prediction. Yeah, let's go. they will go to the Cav Champions League again as they always do, mm. <laughs> and then they will be joined by. Uh, uh, well, I would have said Lobby's starts, but now Bunga Ogopata has left the club. So I think it's going to be a Nyimba and Platinum United want to get Because I think Platinum United have a lot to prove to the league. They want to prove that look, we, we, we have we have the right to be called champions. And I think they will fight with Nyimba for the, for the league title next season. And one club that I think is going to come out of the block is Aqua United. I mean, they had some issues with consistency last season under Kennedy Boboye, but they, they got a proven winner there as well. And I think they will be going into the continent next season. Rangers are the, are the, are the fourth team, and I think we'll go to the continent. So, the fourth teams, I think will go to the continent. Uh, next season, Rangers are quite nice in November. And, of course, uh, you know, flat United. This four teams should really enjoy it because in 2021, 2022, uh, the biggest team in the country is going to be back in the league and they're coming straight for the title. There's no game saying about it. And go to uh, me anyway. Let uh, me get I mean.
0: You're talking about
1: three FC, yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> so, everybody, next season is the opportunity to do everything you want to do. When we're back, we're not playing. We're coming here to, you know, we're coming with the best stadium in the country. We're going to be coming back with a lot of different things. So, you lot should be prepared. You better be doing the best thing. Really. Mm. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, sound, I'm not sounding arrogant, we're not one of the bottom, we've had difficult times, but we're coming back to the band.
0: Well, you have it first, the first prediction for next season, even though we don't have a date yet for next season, Tossing Holmes is already picking Ayimba, Plateau, Rivers, um, Inigo Rangers and Aqua United for the top four finish. next so let's watch out if this will eventually happen and he's saying as well that three are actually in the NNL at the moment are uh, coming back to the MPF next season as well. So that's five predictions. by I home on the MPF we podcast. Talking about 3SE, I actually feel they had a very good run. Uh, they just four games or five games in the NNL last season before the season was, would I say, canceled or shut down in December and they were actually unbeaten in all of those matches. So, uh, and actually, they're actually running a very good football club there in Ebado. A uh, kudos should be given to the general manager. He's doing a very fantastic job with the club side. And the, know, the governor of your State is really supporting the team. And that's why they have that morale booster uh, right now. And if they don't make it back to the MPFL next season, uh, I, I don't think they will make it back anytime soon. Come on, I mean,
1: see, this is not a debate. Uh, there's no need to, to, to drag the issue. Be back in the NFL next season. There is nothing you're going to say about that. There is no way. We were supposed to be back in the 2020-2021 season, but COVID happened. And that's mm. the reason why. Look, we've got a very good squad. We've got a fantastic coach. We've got a very great, great... We have everything working well for the club. And the project is get promoted in 2020-2021. There's, there's a model that's been built at the club. It's a sustainable model, hopefully that keeps the club in the league beyond one season. Um, we've had enough of yo yo uh, bouncing in between the two divisions. Look, there is no game change. Shooting stars are gonna get promoted. I'm very confident about that. I can bet that. Anyway, I'm gonna go into any and don't go anywhere and say that look, shooting stars are gonna get promoted in this in this um NNL season. There is no there's no way you're gonna look at it and say, Look, things have been done well and right for the first 10 years and it just looks like everything is going to be ready for when football returns, you know. So, to be honest, there is anything, anybody can say anything about it. See, even you, there's nothing you can do about it. You can only read it. We just get promoted. And we really get promoted. And I'm pretty sure that star as well as, as uh, Organa Media as well, they've got my back on this. And soon, look, once you can start get back into the NPFL, you, everyone is not ready for what we're going to do because we are going to make sure that the club is back to where it belongs in terms of narratives we're going to drive every game that takes place that is one ground that i'm very sure that look i, I started going to watch the games at the stadium in late t- in 2007 2008 mm. and look, when 2000 the mpff not one time where the stadium was the stadium not fooled when people come to watch the games the stadium is always fooled and you can imagine that kind of market mean we're talking about the best club in the land and that's why i said i'm proud to associate myself with the club yes we're we're falling on hard times but we're going to be back and when we come back i mean everyone's really going to feel the effect of what it means to you know to see the return of shooting sides in the ffl even the new we're going to be afraid anyone that comes to you by them is going to be a slaughter slap mm. you're going to escape points it's, it's zero points you're coming to lose that's what you're coming to do so <laughs> But yeah, if you yeah, get, yeah, get
0: yeah, back yeah. into the league before you start making a little bit small. I, I, I'm, the drug is if 3SC does not make it out of NNL next season, you, Andy that GSM, and Toby, and then you. If 3SC, those three names, if you listen to this podcast, those three names I just mentioned, if you, follow, if you follow them on social media, Toby is at Angala Media. Tossie Om is a powerful FJ and undisputed J.S.S.A.M. Uh, J.S.A.M. is uh, an adult on social media. If T.S.C. does not make it out of NNL, we're going to drag the silly people on social media, trust me.
1: Come on, we know
0: we know for sure that we're going to get into the NNLM. and no us Let's see how that goes, actually. You're still listening to the NNLM Podcast, and I'm happy with me, Tossie Om. You can follow him on Social media twitter that is at as PowerPoolfj. As my name is Chris in the and you can follow my social media as well at Chris Belbach22. Which i think coming to the end of this episode of the podcast. And my next topic always, I always leave this for the last for the last because I always want you to express yourself every month in the MPL, every season. We always have stories. At least the one report always comes out to them A club is actually owing. I, we still have stories recently that some clubs in the NFFL are owing salaries. Like I said earlier, says in the end of the year so that the women football league in Nigeria have been owed about 14 months. if it, it's not more, more than right now. It always happens. Yeah. Still, anyhow we have that to report. What can these clubs do to make sure that they always meet up with payment of salaries for at, at least a the major? They, In total salaries, maybe yes, the bonuses and all of that, but the salary itself, what can they do to support regular payments for both uh, both players and coaches?
1: Look, um, to be honest with you, there are some things that are beyond, in terms of um, salary payments, I think it's very disappointing that in 2020, going to 2021, you have clubs that are owing their players, and I mean, for instance Pelican Stars, who are owing 21 This is very ridiculous considering the fact that uh, 14 months, it is is ridiculous considering the fact that um, I mean you imagine that you expect the people to turn up at work the following day and then they're going to come to training and they kept on doing it for 14 months and you didn't play them and you have a conscience and you're human. And that's why I say that the development of Nigerian football is in the individual. Look, if individuals that run that club are convenient and comfortable, with someone going on to work for 14 months and not getting paid, then something is wrong with those people as individuals. Forget about the, the, those that are higher than them. There is, there is a coach. There is a general manager. There is a, there is a club chairman. These are the people who are the next, who are contacted by the place. And if these people were convenient and comfortable with me and Look Louis, keep coming to work and you didn't pay for 14 months it tells you that something is wrong fundamentally so that's why right. i think that's why i will continue to proceed that the development of nigerian football is in the hands of horses individuals look forget no charade the old talk of the, the lmc are bad and these people are bad you've got to ask yourself questions it's, it's a basic question simple question Look, most of the people who are in the corridors of power right now in the football clubs were one of as well, who we have now come to the side of the divide and are now becoming diplomatic and when you as a journalist ask them questions they do what they throw dust in the face they disrespect you and um, you know they begin to talk and say things that you find impossible so a ridiculous stakes as well, and you, you begin to wonder, but you were in this shoe before, you knew these things before. Why, did you, why haven't you done anything? And then, when you, you know that oh, things are very difficult, you know that when the government says do and then you go again to people who are under them but people who work with them, and then they say, Oh, this is how this person behaves. Which is why I continue to say, Look, forget about the name of the organization. You have to start asking people, people who should be accountable for things like this human team. I mean, it all starts from the general manager. you look at ant football club now, and you see what is going on there, mm. people are, are coming out and they're making a statement, they're saying, look, we're not going to keep quiet. The players are not paid. The general managers, when the, the players went to be the general manager, what did the general manager do? He cried out and said, look, I've not been paid as well. And then, uh, you know, it became a matter of okay, we're trying to do this, we're trying to do that in this case, and everyone knows, okay, the governor is the one at fault. And see, the the situation now, and everyone is not being paid. And then, you know, everyone knows that, okay, so maybe this club is not going to be able to continue and that's why everyone is saying what will happen next for the coach of the team because even the coach is not being paid and, and so it's, it's pretty much, you know, quite interesting you see that when people decide to, you know, be collective and everyone decides to be united on a front and there's no selfish reason, there's no selfish attachment, things will be better and that's just basically... You look at that's why I said you know when people decide and say they will be professional about things. Until we decide to be professional about things as individuals, and we take we the away responsibility, then I think you know we will stay where we are. And I'm not going to say oh it's not this good, it's not it's, it's a shame that the government has not done this. But we have to ask questions from people. Once the players are not getting paid, the players are grumbling you go to the next person, it's the coach. Coach, do you know the players have not been paid? Yes, they've been paid, they've not been paid. And then the coach says, look, I've not been paid myself. You go to the next person, the general manager. Why have they not been paid? Oh, look, I've not been paid myself. You go to the club chairman. So we know what the root cause of the problem is. And the reality still stays is the fact that, look, until we begin to wake up to the reality that Nigeria is not the only country in the world where there are state owned clubs. In fact, there are state owned clubs as well, and there is a model that is followed. Look, if you know that you want to own the club, or you want to still own a passion sticking in the club, then you have to be, able, be ready to run it responsi- responsibly. The condition of the youth in sport cannot run the football club, and that is why there has to be a structure in place until individual football clubs are structured in place, and then they have a model in place that brings
0: in profit and loss and, and there is a revenue and expenditure there we will stay where we are, that's just the truth mm. Mm. That's, that's a very very deep point and I hope um, 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 football administrators in the country, clubs administrators are uh, listening to this and I hope they can get one or two things instead of what you said last until there's a structure until we're able to give accounts for expenditure and revenues that's where we can move forward I really hope that they can, that they can hear this and they can put a to work to help Nigerian football develop more uh, in the country and we have come to the end of the podcast This on this episode and it's really a pleasure to have you to see homes on this episode of the podcast thank you so much for taking time I to be, join me on this podcast
1: yes thank you very much for having me it's a pleasure I really really, uh, really enjoyed it you know, it was really great to just take a view and you know I'm green from the knowledge as well um, I really recommend this podcast for people to listen to read it's Nigerian football undiluted and hopefully the next time we will talk it will be about you know on field incidents and not off the field you know, scenarios well,
0: hopefully, uh, the MPF will be in action. But then, many thanks to all of our listeners out there taking time out to actually listen to the podcast. and want to say a very big thank you uh, to you. And remember, COVID 19 is still very much around. Keep safe, uh, stick to precautionary measures, and make sure that at least you use your hand sanitizer regularly, wash your hands regularly, you can't get an hand sanitizer, and always uh, say no to it. Thank you, and see you next time.